Hey, welcome to the Central Westland Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for downloading and thank you for listening. We hope that today you find God's Word to be encouraging, challenging, and inspiring your life today. We would love to connect with you through our Facebook page and Instagram page. All you got to do is look on Facebook or Instagram and search for Central Westland Church. Please know that we love you, we're praying for you, and we hope you enjoyed this week's message. I want to share with you before we get started looking at the word here. Our friends, uh, Megan and Trent Davis, we have been praying for Megan and Trent, for baby Davis uh, for a while now. So tomorrow they're going to the hospital uh, to be induced tomorrow. So we may have a birthday to celebrate tomorrow. So we want to be praying for Megan and Trent and baby Michael Davis over the next uh, next couple days. Um I love it. I love it so much. I love the name Michael. It's great. Uh, We want to be praying for them over the next few days and weeks as they uh, have a baby. We're praying for a healthy baby, healthy mom, and dad. Hang in there, buddy. That's all I can tell you. Hang in there. Um, And praying for a smooth transition when you get home. Um, It's not going to be smooth, I'm going to be honest with you, but it is possible. It is possible. Also, I am happy to share with you Um, that our friends TJ and Christy, sitting right behind Megan and Trent, our friend Christy is pregnant as well. Um, So uh, they have baby Michael. No, no Michael. No, golly, one day. It's going to happen, y'all. One day. I believe it. I'm believing in faith. So um, we are thankful for all babies. Uh, So we're thankful. We're praying for both of you. We're praying for a healthy delivery for a uh, smooth pregnancy, um, and we can't wait to meet uh, baby Davis um, and baby Michael. No, no. Do what? When's your baby due? It's like soon. Tomorrow you wish. Yeah, 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 yeah. So babies galore. Babies are great, especially when there's somebody else's. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, all right, let's talk here real quickly for just a couple minutes, maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes at the most. Uh, Last week we talked about God's goodness, we talked about how God showed His goodness, He shows it through changing our lives, uh, through giving us second chances and third chances and fourth chances and fifth and sixth and so on. Um, And He shows it through creation, through created things, through created people, through you and through me, we have the opportunity every day um, to show and to take part in sharing God's goodness in our lives to those um, around us. I told you last week there's a last way that God shows his goodness, um, and we're going to talk about this week, and that is through the birth of Jesus Christ, and we're talking about Christmas this week. Um, God showed his goodness through um, 2,000 years ago through the birth of the Son of God through Jesus Christ in Bethlehem. When we talk about and celebrate Christmas, of course, and obviously we're talking about the most important event in the history of time. We're talking about the thing that is more important than JFK, than MLK, and then Y2K. It's important, more important than all of those. It's more important than COVID-19. It's more important than the 
Tar Heels, believe it or not, it is, it is, it is. Um, it is the most important thing in the history of life. It's so important that human beings, you and I, changed the time in history. Our calendar changed because of this one event. Christmas is the time that we celebrate when God sent his only son from heaven to earth. Christmas is the time where we celebrate the creator, the God incarnate himself, coming to this place. Christmas, of course, is the time where we celebrate the only deity in religion, the only God in religion that left their heavenly place, came to this place for your rescue and for mine. And of course, that is why we celebrate Christmas and why we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Amen? Amen. I hope Christmas gets you excited. I hope you're not bogged down in kind of the part of Christmas. Um, We want to stay focused on the Lord and Christmas. I told Callie one time, I said, Callie, here's what we need to do. I said, we need to do whatever we're going to do for Christmas. Then we need to set a date, whether that date's like the week before. And I'm all for it being in like November for being the date. Whenever that date gets there, that's when we stop. That's when we stop everything. We stop buying, we stop decorating, that's when we stop and we actually start celebrating Christmas. So if we can do that like November 10th, that'd be wonderful. Can we get everything done by November 10th? No? Okay. Um, so I hope you today, you don't find yourself bogged down in kind of the uh, of Christmas, the, the kind of hustle and go and worry and thinking about I got to do A, B, and C and Um, I want you to take at least for today the next 20 minutes and let's focus in on Jesus Christ leaving heaven, coming to earth, being born as a baby for you and for me. Um, That, my friends, is why we celebrate Christmas. That's why we sing the songs. That's why we decorate. That's why we celebrate with family is because Jesus Christ, the Son of God, left heaven and come to earth for your rescue and for mine. Amen. Amen. I got two things I want to share with you this morning, two things that Christmas shows us about God. Number one, it shows us God's power. It shows us God's power. I hope you know that every day in your life is a battle. There's a battle every day for your heart, for your mind, for your soul, for your life. There's a battle for good and evil. There's a battle with the enemy and with God in heaven. Every day there is a battle. Of course, we know the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus says, I come to give life, not only plain old regular life, but Jesus says, I come to give abundant life. Christmas is the story. Christmas is the way that God wins the battle. It is the first step in God in heaven showing off his power in defeating the enemy. By the birth of Jesus Christ, we start to see that the enemy's power starts to wane. We see the first step in defeating the enemy with God's power is the birth of Jesus. The second step is the message of Jesus. The third step is the crucifixion. The next step, of course, is the resurrection. The next step uh, belongs to you and I today as the church. We today, you and I, have the opportunity to take part in the battle in defeating the enemy by sharing God's goodness by sharing in the power of God by being partakers as Peter says in first Peter by being partners with the Holy Spirit in the power of God and defeating the enemy in your life now some of you may be thinking 
how in the world can I defeat the enemy in my life? Let me tell you two quick things. One, you need God's help. It's only God's power in you can you defeat the enemy. Number two, for you to defeat the enemy, it starts here and comes out here. It starts here and comes out here. How many of you know that every action starts with a thought? Your alarm clock went off this morning and you thought, ugh. <laughs> if you're like me, that was your first thought. Ugh. You say, I got to get up. So you get up. You think, I got to take a shower. So you take a shower. I got to brush my teeth. I brush my teeth. I am thankful today that you thought I need to put clothes on. You put clothes on. You thought, I'm hungry. I need to get something to eat. You thought, I'm not going to walk to church. I'm going to get in a car and get to church in a car. So you did it. You thought, I'm not going to sit in the car all day when I get to church. I'm going to get out. So you thought it and you did it. Everything, every action in our life starts with a thought and comes out here. Defeating the enemy is no different. We spent several weeks a while back talking about defeating the enemy in your mind, about controlling your thoughts. Once the enemy has control of your mind, he has control of your life. So for us to defeat the enemy, it starts with God's power here and comes out here. You and I today are partakers, are partners with God, with his power, with his wisdom, with his strength in taking part in defeating the enemy. Paul says it this way in Colossians chapter 2 verse 13. says, when you were dead in your sins and in, your, in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. Amen? Best news you're going to hear all day. Having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them at the cross. You and I have the ability to partake, to partner in that triumph, in that victory by the way we think and the way we live our lives today. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking because you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. It sounds good to say the enemy has been defeated. But when you turn on the news, it doesn't seem like the enemy has been defeated. When I wake up in the morning, it does, I don't feel like the enemy has been defeated. When I hear some stories from people that I love and I see what they're going through, it doesn't seem like the enemy's been defeated. Some of you may be thinking, if you know what I'm going through right now, if you know what I'm facing, it doesn't seem like the enemy has been defeated. Can I share with you some encouragement? I know how the story ends. And I hope you do too. Right now, you may be on chapter 15 of your story. We may be on chapter whatever in the world story. But I know how the story ends. Do you know how the story ends? The story ends with the ultimate victory of Jesus Christ. Now listen, we all know this morning that Satan is smart, 
but he's not as wise as God. We know that he's got some power, he's got some influence, he's got some pull, but he's not all powerful like God is. We know that he knows a lot, he knows how to get to us, he knows your spots, he knows your temptations, he knows what to do to pull you away, but he's not all-knowing like God is. And we can have faith and trust today that while Satan may seem like he's winning today, we know the end of the story. We know that Satan has been defeated at the birth of Jesus. We know that Satan is being defeated today through forgiveness, through salvation, through love, through living a Christ-like life. And we know that ultimately uh, the enemy will be defeated at the end of time. We read it at the end of the book where Jesus Christ himself speaks a word and defeats the enemy. Christmas is the start of the power of God defeating the enemy. Now, that sounds good. Amen? But what in the world does that have to do with you? Here's what that has to do with you. Today, any addiction you may have in your life, God's power can defeat it. I don't care if it's drugs, alcohol, pornography, people, it doesn't matter. God is powerful enough to break that addiction in your life. Today, if you find yourself and your marriage in the garbage can, it's terrible. It's not what it used to be. There's no trust. There's no love. There's no faith. There's no connection. God is powerful enough to reconcile that relationship. Today, if you find yourself as a mom and dad with your kids rebelling, leaving the home, not listening, not caring about you, God is powerful enough to reconcile that relationship. Today, if you find yourself in need of physical healing, in need of a physical touch of God, God is powerful enough to do for you what no man could do. Today, if you find yourself struggling with fear, worries, and doubts, God's power is available to you to calm your fears, worries, and doubts. Today, if you find yourself wandering with no purpose, wandering with no power, wandering around with no direction, God's power is available to you today to give you purpose, to show you direction in how to live. And today, if you find yourself struggling in sin, maybe a sin that you've had had in your life for years and years that you can't seem to get rid of God's power is available to you today and he's powerful enough to forgive you again and to set you free from that sin that's what Christmas has to do with you it shows us the power of God and it shows us what that power can do in our lives today so today if you find yourself in need be thankful christmas is here god's power is here we see god's power is more than enough to defeat the enemy then is defeating the enemy today and will defeat the enemy tomorrow and that power is available for you amen Number two, we see that not only does Christmas show us God's power, but Christmas shows us God's plan. I love when a good plan comes together. I think I've shared with you guys before my love of the TV show 24. I love Jack Bauer. I had a dog one time named Bauer after Jack Bauer. 
I've got a dog right now named Reggie after a basketball player used to play for the Tar Heels named Reggie Bullock. His name's Reggie because I love Reggie Bullock. Here's the deal about Jack Bauer. Anybody watch 24? Hands up. A couple of you. Kelly and I have recently gone back and started watching them all over again. We're on season two. We're thankful for streaming. You can watch them anytime. You don't have to go back to 2007. We can watch it today in 2023. It's great. She don't remember a lot of the stuff. I remember more of it than she does. So she's like watching it for the first time, and I'm there like waking, like, do you not, do you not know that was going to happen? Like, you don't remember that's the bad guy? She's like, no. Here's the deal about Jack Bauer. Jack always had a plan. If there was a nuclear bomb, he didn't care. He had a plan. If a terrorist had come to town, it didn't matter. He had a plan. If his best friend betrayed him, it didn't matter. Jack Bauer had a plan. And even when his plan did not go as planned, he had a backup plan. He was ready to go to save the day. However, can we all agree that sometimes plans don't go as planned? I was coaching a basketball game yesterday. Second, third graders. Yes, it's great. I love it so much. We've had eight practices, I believe. This is our second game. We've had eight practices. We've practiced our offensive spots and our defensive spots. Probably seven of those eight practices. Before the game started, we had a plan. Like everybody knew their spots. We practiced the plan right before we started the game. Like less than two minutes before the game started, we practiced this plan. We had our plan together. And then the boys go out on the court and I show them where to stand. And the referee blows the whistle and throws the ball up. and The plan goes out the window. <laughs> Like, they lose their mind. Like, you would think, I don't know, what it, like, you would think a million-dollar bill is bouncing around the ground and everybody, like, diving on it to try to get it. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, we have our spots. They know their spots. If you ask them, they'll tell you their spots. But once that whistle blows, it don't matter. But I am happy to announce we won the game 9-3. to three. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 2-0 and o in second, third grade basketball. Give me a contract. I'm waiting to start getting paid for this. There's another uh, Denton basketball team, second, third grade. They scored 36 points yesterday. We scored nine. So we got to come up with a different plan when we play these jokers. So, Jeff, I'm going to need your help. I'm going to need your help. Um... It's good to have a plan, but sometimes plans don't go as planned. Can I tell you today that Christmas shows us God's plan? God knew you needed Jesus. God knew that you needed a Savior. God knew that you couldn't do it by yourself. God knew that you needed the power of Him in your life. He knew it, the Word says, from the beginning of time, from the foundations of the world, He knew you needed Him. And so what we see in the story of Christmas is Jesus Christ leaving heaven, coming to earth because of you. 
because of your sin, because of salvation for you. He came to live and to die for you. He came to be resurrected for you. He came to forgive you. He came to heal you. He came to give you victory to be a blessing to you. While Christmas, while Jesus is the reason for the season, you are the reason for him because you needed him. And God had a plan. God's plan was to send his only son to take your place, to die your death, to bleed your blood, to take your crowns, to take your nails that should have been ours, but the plan was for him. God had a plan for forgiveness, and we see it in Christmas, and that plan was for you and for both of you, for my main man, Nick, definitely for Randy, definitely for Jeff, definitely for Rodney, because Rodney needs it a lot more than the rest of us. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Oh gosh, I'm getting fired, y'all. Today may be my last Sunday. Thank you. I don't know nothing about the law. I know nothing about the law. God had a plan, and his plan was for you. His plan was for your forgiveness and your salvation. Like I told you earlier, we have the opportunity to partner with God in sharing his power you and I today have the opportunity to partner with him in the sharing of his plan. And Christmas, my friends, is the best time of the year, is a great time of the year for you to share God's plan of salvation with the people around you. Can I encourage you over the next few weeks, well, the next week, I guess, uh, for Christmas, to let God, to let God use you to share his plan of salvation that may look like you serving people around you that may look like you loving people around you that may look like you forgiving people around you that may look like you sharing with people around you and that may look like you speaking and sharing God's plan of salvation and forgiveness with words whatever the case may be can I encourage you this Christmas to partake to be partners with God's power and be a part of God's plan of forgiveness. Amen. Can we do it? Yes. Why do we need to do it? Because it is the most important thing today. The presents are great. The people are great. The deviled eggs are amazing. The snow, the winter, the trees, the lights, that's all amazing. But what's even more amazing is you have the ability to take part in the power of God Almighty today. And you have the ability to take part in the plan of salvation today. That, my friends, is Christmas. That's why we celebrate. That's why we sing. That's why we decorate is for the power and the plan of salvation. Amen? Let's stand together. I read this quote years ago. I want to share it with you today. The quote says this, If our greatest need had been for information 2,000 years ago, God would have sent us a teacher. 
If our greatest need had been technology 2,000 years ago, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money 2,000 years ago, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure 2,000 years ago, God would have sent us an entertainer. But 2,000 years ago and today, our greatest need was forgiveness. So God sent a Savior. And you and I today have the ability to take part in the power of God and the plan of God. That plan was for you, and that plan can be shared by you. And that power is available to you and can be shared by you. So as we sing, we're going to sing a Christmas song. We're going to sing Silent Night, correct? Yes, we're going to sing Silent Night. Can I encourage you over the next two or three minutes, however long the song takes, to think about, to connect your heart and your mind to the power and to the plan and see how God wants to do a work in your life through that power and through that plan and see how God wants to use you to do to be a blessing and to share that power and that plan. Amen? Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you today for your word. We thank you for your power. We thank you for how we have seen your power work in our lives, work around us in the past. We thank you for your power working in us today. And God, we pray that we would partake. We pray that we would share. Pray that we would partner with you and your power to work today. God, we confess we can't do it without you. We confess we need you. We confess that we can't love without your love. We can't forgive without you forgiving. We can't give without you giving. God, we pray today that you would do a work in our lives by the power of you. And God, today we thank you for the plan. We thank you for the plan of salvation. We thank you for sending Jesus to live to die, and to be resurrected all for us. Because, Lord, we needed it. We needed Jesus then. We need it today. And, God, tomorrow, if we're blessed to wake up, we're going to need him then, too. God, thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for setting us free. Thank you for being with us. And thank you for Christmas. God, we pray for our friends, Megan and Trent. God, we pray for your blessings on them over the next few weeks. Lord, we pray for a healthy baby. We pray for 10 perfect fingers and 10 perfect toes. God, we pray for a healthy heart. We pray for healthy lungs. We pray for a healthy mind. God, we pray for a healthy baby boy. God, we pray for mom. We pray for an easy delivery, for a smooth and safe delivery. And Lord, we pray for dad. So we pray for patience. We pray for uh, love like he will never, ever, ever experience again. God, we pray for Megan and Trent. Lord, we pray for TJ and Christy. Lord, we pray for an easy and smooth and safe pregnancy. 
uh, for them. And we look forward to meeting both of these babies and having two new members uh, of our church family that we can love and share your power and share your plan and share your goodness with in the days to come. Lord, again, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for you. And we thank you for Christmas. God, we love you and we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amen.